0: I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Friday. The Jets stink. Plus three in turnovers. 90% of the time, teams in the NFL plus three win the game. The Jets lose. Sam Darnold is scaring me. End of the week NFL handicap. Every game covered. For example, New Orleans in October, seventeen and zero against the spread, seventeen and zero. How confident must we be to give you that one at the top? Game two tonight, Lakers Heat. Injuries the story. L.A. a double-digit favorite. Here comes a full hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more.
1: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is straight out
0: of Vegas.
1: The Vegas Strip. Here's RJ Bell.
0: You heard it. I'm RJ. The culmination of the week, all the work distilled to an hour of pure mm, intelligence that makes you feel joyous. Speaking of the office, I mean the same thing. Steve Fezzik in studio. This is almost your. This is like your sixth straight day working. It's a streak. Well, not really. I mean, the weekend's off. But yeah, sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans to know more than their buddies. Now, we're doing what we did last year, Fez, a little change up. We're going to have the second part of this first segment be your best bet early. It's kind of like in the Oscars where they give the best supporting actress early. We're doing that. Jonas, it should be a... A ramshackle ride.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a fun one, as it always is here on the Fridays in the fall here on Straight Out of Vegas. And RJ on a day in which we've got game two of the NBA Finals coming up later on. And a full preview of a bunch of games in the National Football League this weekend. What is the Vegas lead here today?
0: The New York Jets and how bad they are.
2: Yeah, the New York Jets are a winless football team after they lose again to the Denver Broncos, 37-28 the final on Thursday night football.
0: Yeah, I mean, we said it in the headlines. They were plus three in turnovers. If you win the turnover battle at all, you cover the spread 77% of the time. You plus three, you win the game 90% of the time. The Jets were just dominated. Yards per play. So every time they snap the ball, Jets gain 4.3 yards. Now, Fez, what's the average in the NFL? 5.5. Okay. So they're gaining 1.2 yards less every time they snap the ball. Denver, 5.7. So a bad team with a third-string quarterback, injuries everywhere – Better than average against the Jets. We told you about the turnovers. I mean, in the fourth quarter, the Jets actually had the lead. They were the favorite to win the game. At the end, it seemingly, it, uh, it, I mean, in a way, it almost felt like a foregone conclusion. And I tell you, I was almost tempted to play the Jets. I can't lie. What was your number one takeaway as a professional batter? The turnovers in
3: the fourth quarter were really ugly for Denver. Denver was dominating, like you mentioned. Denver was up eight. Denver was going to win. Brett Rippon was good for three quarters, he was horrible for most of the fourth quarter. He threw not one, but two bad interceptions. That's the only reason the Jets got the lead. That's the only reason the Jets were favored to win this game in the fourth quarter. A pick six by Rippon right after the next series. Another bad interception.
0: So I agree with you. Is It's one thing to lose against a injury-ridden team. It's another thing to have every advantage and still lose. So, Joan, is your take, and I'm specifically interested in my new least favorite player... What do you think of Sam Darnold and his future?
2: I mean, the Jets are the worst team in the NFL. I don't even think it's close. We all came in thinking that Jacksonville was the team that was rebuilding, and that was the team that was going to— And some
0: say tanking.
2: Yeah, and that was the team. And and people were saying tank. And I look at the Jets, and they're just a disaster. I mean, through and through. And and we can say injuries. We can say whatever we want, man. But Sam Darnold, if you just go back to that quarterback draft class— I mean, I think Baker Mayfield's been better than him. Josh Allen, for sure. Lamar Jackson's been a better quarterback. The only guy he's been better than is Josh Rosen, who's never really gotten a chance, which begs the question, if the Jets are the worst team in the league, how do they not take Trevor Lawrence if they've got the opportunity out of Clemson at the top of the draft next year?
0: I agree. And on the podcast... Uh, Colin and I did today, we were talking about this. I said, you finally have let go of him. It's like putting down a big bag of bricks, Sam Darnold, gone. And he still was tempted back. He goes, well, you know, we saw flashes. I go, it's the third year. You can't see flashes anymore. It's like literally deliver or don't. And most players that don't deliver in their second year quarterbacks don't deliver ever. Pro Football mm-hmm. Focus did an interesting study on that. They think the first year can be hit or miss. Second year starting, it's time to l- deliver. You mentioned Josh Rosen. The analogy might be there if the Jets do have a top pick. And it doesn't just have to be Trevor Lawrence, right? Fields, any top quarterback. Do you play pay Sam Darnold? Now, I don't have the exact number, but by the estimates we've done in research here at pregame.com, it's going to be over 30 million for the fifth year option on Darnold. They have to decide that after this year. Right? So literally, just like we saw with Trubisky, Bears didn't pick it up. They had him for the fourth year, gave him a couple games, three, undefeated, they pulled him. All right. He hadn't lost the game yet. Pulled him. I mean, do you really imagine they're going to pay thirty some million for Sam Darnold for the year five before he even plays year four? And what did Arizona do? They took a top ten quarterback. Yeah, didn't like him. Said, "All right, good luck." Picked another quarterback, <laughs> and maybe the best young. I mean, right now, let's say for year one or two or three, and I guess Mahomes is year four, right? Yeah, so. Year one, two, or three, who would you rather have in the NFL right now, Fez, at quarterback? Just Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson and over, I mean, over Arizona? Yeah, over Murray, sure. Really? Oh, Not even close. Hmm. And Josh oh, Allen also. We me- remember now, number 29- you had Lamar Jackson after year <laughs> That's one.
3: That's a good point.
0: I, I know you boomerang pretty quick. <laughs> the Fez boomerang rankings that changed
2: drastically. By, by yes. the way, RJ, did you hear that? He also has another player he'd take over, Kyler Murray. Who,
0: Who was, was the other one? Well, I,
3: I have Josh Allen <laughs> in my top 10 now. <laughs> after
0: three games? What was he entering the year? Seventeenth. Uh, so I'm confused. If he was 17th then men, he was just a smidge below average, Josh Allen. But you were acting like you thought he was the worst quarterback in the league. Throwing the ball. He's so – well, that's what he does. (laughs) Quarterbacks throw. (laughs) That quarterback's great. Like, hiking the ball. I mean, (laughs) that's Steve Fezzik. We are straight out of Vegas. I got to wonder. I mean, this will be another time. But Lamar Jackson to win regular season games, maybe? Are Mm. we at the point now that we're kind of realizing you can't run the ball in the playoffs only and win because you're going to be behind – by double digits, probably at some point in the playoffs. Most teams are, even if they win it. Look at Kansas City. That that was an extreme, but no doubt. I I mean, I don't know. You tell me, same team, five years, next five years, Lamar Jackson. I'm not sure I wouldn't take some of these. Now, if you're trying to win regular season games, I agree with you. Jonas, who would you take? Oh, Kyler man. Murray or Lamar Jackson?
2: I would, in the playoffs? I, yeah, Well, I if mean, you're trying
0: to win Super Bowls, you got to win playoff games. I don't know if you know that. I, fact. Guess,
2: I, guess, <laughs> I, would, I guess I would take, at this point, Kyler Murray. I, I've got a sample Ooh, size of, of Lamar in the hot Take alert. Mm. I mean, and that's I mean, that's a tough question because we haven't seen Kyler Murray in the postseason. But there is something, too, when Baltimore gets down and they get down by double digits, they're just a different team. And and I've actually wondered and I've been meaning to ask you guys this when you see Baltimore down by that many points. I mean, that's the time when if you're an in-game better, wouldn't you think continue to pile on whoever they're going against? Because Baltimore has no ability to get back in these games.
0: And that's the funny thing, Faz, about in-game is those extreme cases that Jonas are talking about where teams in a bad situation, let's say, they are really not accounted for. And it's an opportunity to bet those kind of things. Would you agree with that?
3: Yeah, and I know in the Kansas City-Baltimore game, by example, when Baltimore trailed by 14, they were favored to get a score to cover on their final drive, and they failed miserably.
0: Sam Darnold said about Gase's job status, quote, it's nothing I'm worried about. I love Adam, but it's not by the decision to make. That probably says it all. Jets are in big trouble. I do New York Radio. I mean, they're making even the stations that are like in a relationship with the Jets are making fun. So (laughs) that's what you know when the money doesn't buy you a little support, you're in big trouble. Speaking of money, Fez is best bet time.
2: That's right. It is best bet time from Steve Fezick, an early best bet as we head into the NFL weekend.
3: All right, I like the fish. Miami Dolphins plus six hosting Seattle. This is a great spot for Miami. 10 days off since they whooped Jacksonville on Thursday. And that's extra time for their number 1 wide receiver, Devontae Parker, to get a little healthier. He's been banged up. And it's a horrible spot for Seattle. Think about Seattle. They just played down-to-the-wire games between New England and Dallas. So, they squeaked out wins in both of those, covered both of those. Now, they have to fly all the way across the country. I can see them not quite bringing the same energy and intensity to South Beach. I'm on the fish plus the six.
0: Love this game. In fact, here's what we'll do. Let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to go over every NFL game, and I'm going to add some comments that make you like Miami even more or maybe like Seattle even less.
2: That's coming up next. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to
1: catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
2: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will begin our preview of every game in the NFL this weekend.
0: And after that, Colin Cowherd, pick number six, world premiere right here. I disagreed with this pick. Great day to join us. This is the fastest-growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year-plus. Thank you so much. And we will continue to work to make this the best football season yet. You can listen by podcast. Just search R.J. Bell or Straight Out of Vegas. Over the weekend, you can catch up before the Sunday games if you missed anything. Now in Las Vegas on the Strip, 98 degrees. Neon is pumping.
2: So, R.J., before we get into our preview of every game in the NFL this weekend, Steve Fezik already is one best bet in, and it's on the Dolphins and the Seahawks this Sunday.
0: Yeah, and I tell you, Steve, coincidentally, I like this game. Now, remember, Steve, you've got seven picks to make this weekend. You've got one made already on Miami. How's your record so far? Five and nine. <laughs> That's below 50%, I think. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. No one's supposed to bet seven sides. You're forced to. That's what makes the betting fun. Our challenge, because we're betting 100 a game, but you got to lay 103. You're thinking, oh, i got a third of the VIG. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But, again, there are a lot of similarities with your picks this week than mine, so we might do okay. Here's another reason I like Miami. Seattle has had 16 scores this year. 15 touchdowns. One field goal. Now, the NFL average should be many, many more field goals than one out of 16. They covered all three games. Oh, my God, that's great. They covered one game by a half a point and another game by a point and a half. So if Seattle had kicked just one more field goal in each game, so it still would be 13-3 to touchdowns to field goals, they'd be one and two against the spread. So as exciting as Seattle seems with their football sexy ways, they could be one and two very easily. They've been very lucky on touchdowns. Some of that skill, it's not all skill. Mm -hmm. Seattle has been outgained every game this season, and they've been out first downed every game this season. In fact, on the season, they have 17 less first downs than their opponents in three games. Fugazi, Seattle is not near as good as they seem.
2: All right, so, RJ, let's get it started. Let's take a look at every game in the NFL this weekend, and we start in Chicago. It's the Colts at the Bears right now on pregame.com. Indy is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite.
3: Oh, that means Fez has his pick. <laughs> and I'm on the Bears here. Indy is overrated. Indy's 2-1. and one. Who have they played? Look at the strength of schedule. Jacksonville, Minnesota, and oh my goodness, the Jets. So Colts overrated based upon the cupcake schedule they've had. I'm on the Bears.
0: Yeah, but just because they play weak teams doesn't mean they're not any good. Their stats are the best in the league. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. So if you have the best stats in the league and you play a weak schedule, how do you know you're still not the best team? It's possible. You don't. you don't. All right. Not very convincing. I'll give you one more thing. Bears, they're the third team in 30 years to be 3-0 and a home dog against a team that's not undefeated. So wait a minute. Two other teams in 30 years. Are we saying the Colts are historically good as a non-undefeated team? No. Are we saying the Bears are historically bad as a 3-0 team? they're bad as a 3-0 team, not historically bad. This line's out of whack. I agree with your pick. Your analysis, not so much.
2: The Saints are in Detroit to take on the Lions and that will be part of Colin Cowherd's pick at number six coming up later on in the show. So then we move to Carolina where the Cardinals are in town taking on the Panthers. Arizona's a three-point favorite.
0: To me, the question with Carolina, and this is a game I don't have a great feel for. In some games you just don't. The question with Carolina is... How much was last week about McCaffrey being out and everyone kind of rallying around to you know, not be winless? And I liked Carolina. It was a good pick. I'm just not sure. You think NFL teams are typically motivated, but I don't know with Carolina with an eye towards the future if it's motivation now or are they trying to build a culture and sometimes those things don't go together. So nothing great on that game. I'm skeptical of Carolina's effort week to week because I'm not sure. I don't want to say they're tanking. They got their eye on the future.
2: It's the Jaguars at the Bengals, and it feels like this is the first time we've said this in a while. Cincinnati is favored by two and a half.
3: And I'm on Jacksonville taking the points here. Great spot for Jacksonville. 10 days to prepare. They played Thursday night game last week. And look at the Bengals. Not only a full, tough physical game against the Eagles, 10 minutes of overtime exerted as well. I'm on Jacksonville.
0: Okay, this is my prop bet of the century involving (laughs) a running back. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I love, love, love under. Uh, what do we think with the Bengals? What, 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 what do we think the over under will be on this for Russian? For Mixon, I saw 77 yards. Okay, so it's already out. All right, so 77 yards. I love the under. And here's why since he has had no propensity to run, they've been throwing Burrow like crazy. And Jacksonville has a sneaky good run defense. Like, shockingly sneaky good. I love, love, love under Mixon.
2: The Cowboys are hosting the Browns right now on pregame.com. Dallas is a a four-and-a-half-point favorite.
0: Now, I'm going to give you another pick here. This is a pick-palooza kind of deal. I like the Browns in the second half, so halftime bet, if they're not losing by a touchdown or more. So, if they're losing by seven or more, no bet. But if they're not... Dallas is one of these 26-minute defenses, meaning they're thin, they're not physically all that big, and once they get to that second half and pass 26 minutes of playing D, and remember, they've been out time of possession, Dallas, every game this season. They really struggle. Now, if the Browns have to have Baker Mayfield thrown from behind, I want no part of it. But if Cleveland's able to run, run, run – I think with the physical backs, physical line, Dallas being a defense that wears down could be a big second half if the Browns are in the right spot. What do you think of that one, Fez? Yeah,
3: I like it, especially because Rams, Atlanta, Seattle, every one of Dallas's games comes down to the wire. That defense probably has used up a whole lot of energy already this year. That's
0: a good point. You want to make that one of your seven picks? Or? <laughs> no, I'm good with oh, okay, okay.
2: It's a battle of winless teams in Houston where the Texans are hosting the Vikings. Right now, the Texans are three-and-a-half-point favorites.
3: And I'll lay the three and a half with Houston. This is all about the two days of practice that Minnesota loses. Remember, this is a Minnesota team down now, seven starters on defense. So this team really needs the practice time with the younger players. Without it, advantage
0: Houston. I agree with that. And here's my rationale. We know Kirk Cousins, and we broke, and Jonas is part of our research on this. Cousins loves routine. When he starts at one Eastern, He's outstanding, over 60% covers. When it's not one Eastern, 33% covers. Well, wait, it's one Eastern this game. Yeah, but what's more disruptive, playing at four or having a COVID scare and missing multiple practices? I think that is not the ultimate disruption, but a lot of disruption. One other thing about Minnesota, they are running the heck out of the ball three games. Now, 4.0 yards per carry is average. They had one game that was a little bit over that, one game that was two yards over that, six yards of carry, and one game that was 6.8 yards of carry. Minnesota can run. So we'll see what it means in this game, but man, for as bad as they've played, Minnesota can run.
2: The Bucks are hosting the Chargers. RJ, that is your best bet we will have before the end of the show. So now we go to Maryland, where the Ravens are on the road taking on Washington. And right now, Baltimore is a 14-point favorite.
0: By the way, Fez, in the prior game, my best bet by the end of the hour, Tampa Bay Chargers. You got that game? I do. Oh. oh continue. Continue. <laughs>
3: All right, I'm on plus 14 in Washington. Washington a little bit underrated because of the game last week. They lost by 14 points, Washington did, against Cleveland. But it was all turnovers, minus five in turnovers. The yardage was equal in that game. Getting a 14-point head start, I'm on Washington
0: plus 14. Oh, finally, one not one of my picks. <laughs> so how bad is this? Here's what you need to know about Baltimore. When they don't play an elite team, so let's define elite teams as playoff teams they play And Kansas City so far. And we can debate, oh, didn't they beat New England last year? Yeah, true enough. But maybe let's just look at the last 12 games. And this is before Kansas City. Baltimore outscored their opponent against the uh, spread. So we call this ATS margin. So what's the spread? How much better do you do is a plus number. Worse is a minus. They literally had a plus 15 points per game. Where the spread was here, they were 15 points better, Baltimore, over the dozen games before. The second-best team was less than five points per game. So, imagine, second is five. You triple that. That's Baltimore plus 15. Fez, you've never seen that, have you? No, it's... It's, out, it's on... They Harbaugh is a bully. And that's fine. I mean, if you like bullies, like Harbaugh. But to me, when they can bully a team, especially after a loss, they're going to bully a team.
2: Another big favorite sees the Rams. 13.5-point favorites hosting the Giants. It's at 13.5, RJ, right now on Pregame.com.
0: To me, I think you've got to keep in mind who the Rams have played. The Rams have had a tough run of it. I mean, even though Philadelphia, you can say now isn't all that good, a road game at Philly was not easy. The Buffalo game was not easy, especially with the big comeback and then losing at the end. And obviously, the Dallas game was not easy. So you got three wars, you could say, and now you're going and you're a big, 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 big favorite against a team that's winless? Yeah, Rams are probably going to win the game. In the NFL, there has to be a reason for teams to get margin or it happens accidentally. And it happens accidentally sometimes, but for the most part, the value on the underdog is the hope that the favorite isn't motivated for margin. I don't think the Rams are motivated for margin.
2: Patriots at the Chiefs. KC is a seven-point
0: favorite. If you think about Belichick, who I consider to be a football genius, Belichick will exploit your weaknesses. Another way to say it is he'll... Make you play left-handed. What do you want to do? Okay, we're going to make sure you can't do that. Now what? Raiders. They got their best situation. You know, go to the tight end kind of thing. Uh, can't do that. Now what? Nothing. <laughs> They're done. Most teams are not multifaceted. Most teams are not multiple. Belichick almost wins those games before the game is played. Kansas City is. They can run. They can pass. They can pass different ways. Andy Reid might be the only coach in the NFL, I think, schematically equal or better than Belichick. I think Belichick's a better coach. But if you just look at X's and O's, Andy Reid's right there. Thus, it's going to be about the players on the field, the Joes, not the X's and O's. And because of that, I do not like the Pats. Now, for me, I don't bet against them because Belichick covers like 60% of the time. This is a rare game. The team is multiple enough they're playing – I'm scared for the Pats.
2: Fez's new favorite player, Josh Allen, and the Bills are in town taking on the Raiders right now. Buffalo, a three-point favorite.
0: Oh, no way. And I'm on
2: Josh Allen. <laughs> <late in the> <laughs>
3: three Boomerang! <laughs>
2: and this is this is all about...
3: Look out! Not just backing Josh Allen, but fading the Raiders. Now, how do the Raiders... Oh, yeah, 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 How do the Raiders cover? They got a bad defense, but they have a good offense. But that offense, I don't think it's going to be very good with their top two wide receivers out. Rookies Edwards and Ruggs not playing. I don't think they'll be able to so the their, their top two wide receivers are rookies. Yes. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
3: But Williams was their number one receiver, but he went out for the year before the year started. Uh uh-huh.
0: mm-hmm. That's it? That's it? <sighs> I don't even have any comment. I mean, I <laughs> guess I will. I mean, <laughs> Josh Allen? All right. I'll give you something on Josh Allen, and it is pretty amazing. Josh Allen, his three biggest passing games his entire career were this year. Game one, game two, game three. Think about that. You play 32 games, then you're 33rd, you're 34th, and you're 35th, not counting the playoffs, literally are your three best. And if you look at the Raiders, this is a team that literally has been outgained every game this year. So as much as you give Gruden credit for some of those wins, it really hasn't been statistically all that great.
2: And finally, we go to Sunday night football where the Eagles are at the 49ers. San Fran, a seven-point favorite.
0: There's a concept, and remember, I liked the Giants last week against San Fran, so I didn't think this applied. But there's a concept which is when a player or key players are out, the other professional-level players step up. They say, we got to pick up the pace. It's almost like if your dad went away and was on a business trip, it was like the oldest boy took out the garbage, cut the grass. It's time to be the man of the house. Or these B-level players step up and become A-level players. But you know what happens when they play well? Everyone says, whoo, they don't even need those guys. And then the other players say, whoo, we did it, we did it. And then you know what? The opponent says, oh, man, We better not take that team lightly. It's all factors that actually point to go against that team that did shockingly well the next week. I don't know about Philadelphia. The reality is, if you look at Carson Wentz, he's like the worst in passer rating, worst in touchdown to interception ratio. I mean, it's like something seems wrong So I'm not sure I'm taking the Eagles, but I think San Fran's a little overrated here because they stepped up so much last week and the natural drop-off that comes with it.
2: So, RJ, that concludes our preview of every game, but we do have a couple of best bets and Colin Coward's pick number six coming up later
0: yeah, on. Yeah, we'll do that. So, let's do this. Let's straight into Colin Coward, world premiere, pick number six.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of
1: Straight Out of Vegas, weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
2: Straight Out of Vegas. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of You, the fan. He is the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell.
0: Okay, so Colin has his Blazing Five, and he has that on his show on Fridays. His pick number six, exclusively here first, it's the Saints versus the Detroit Lions. Let's listen. Let's go, go. go. No. 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 that's great football now. It's Collins.
4: Bonus pick only for R.J. Bell. Pick number six. Bonus pick time. I would take Detroit plus four and a half. Here's the reason. Usually the Saints are a clean team. They're now most penalty yards in the NFL. We expected them to be good defensively. They're tied for 27th in scoring defense. Well, at least they'll score, and they offer multiple threats offensively. They're 0-3 without Michael Thomas. It's a to-be-announced. This is four and a half at home for a Detroit team that is usually in games and rarely blown out, but I would take Detroit feeling pretty good about themselves, a coaching staff that has to win or they're in trouble, what would the wise guys say?
0: I give this a slight disagreement. A lot of Sharps would like this, right? It's the less sexy team. You know, Detroit hasn't been playing great. Here's why I don't like it. First off, you make a good point about Michael Thomas. Steve Fezzik on our show has three players that are non-quarterbacks worth a point and a half. Michael Thomas is one of them, one of the three most valuable non-quarterbacks in the NFL. Wow. All right, so that's important. But here is the key to me to this game. In the last seven years, week one and two, so the very beginning of the season, Yeah. This Saints team's been amazing throughout these years generally, but in week one and two they've been three and eleven straight up, three and eleven, and two and twelve against the spread. They start slow. Yeah. Now in October, going back to 2015, the Saints 17 and 0 against the spread, 16 and one straight up. This team, there's something about early in the year, and there's something about when they turn that corner, they get so, so much better. Last thing, I'm going to debunk, or I've been trying to debunk it. It's like a tidal wave against me. This Drew Brees talk, I don't care about people who think they're scouts watching arm strength. I want to hear how he performed. Now, check this out. Last year, there was talk about Drew Brees and his arm strength, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's say we look at, 18 and 19 and 20. So three years and say, what was the worst QBR you've had, right? Meaning of the three years, let me see the bad year. Okay. Patrick Mahomes, his worst year was second. Drew Brees, worst year is this year, but he's number six in QBR. Now everyone loves Russell Wilson, right? He's next. His worst year was 11. Deshaun Watson's worst year was 18. Prescott, 17. Carson Wentz, 30. Now think about this. These are the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and there's only two guys, right, Mahomes and Drew Brees that's been in the top six every year. In fact, only two guys in the top 11 every year. So if anyone's been super consistent, I know he's going to hit the wall at some point, but if this is his bad year and he hasn't had Michael Thomas for, really, he was hindered that first game. He hasn't had him at full strength for the entire season, and he's still got the six best QBR? I, I don't understand. All the arm strength stuff because I'm not an expert at that, but his stats are as good as anyone's. How do you complain, Saints?
4: Rjbellpregame.com, straight out of Vegas. Fox Sports Radio, six to seven Eastern, at Rj and Vegas Twitter account. All
0: right, Michael Thomas is out. Just announced today in Rap report. Initially out, the game coming up. I don't love it. But I certainly don't like the Lions. If you do like the Lions, look in the first half, because they stink in the second half. When we come back, not one best bet for me, two best bets.
2: That's coming up next. He's R.J. Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, and it's money-making time next here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of it! It!
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
2: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. So, R.J., it is that time. We head into the weekend, and we do so with double-barrel best-bet action here on a football Friday.
0: I'm reloaded. All right. Let's start in the NBA. This one's simple. Contrarian. Fez and Barney at the bar. (laughs) Freddie Fanny Pack, they're all saying Lakers, Lakers, how could they lose, how could they lose double digits in the finals give me the heat, I get it, typically you lose a couple of your better players it's a big problem, heat and Fez, I think you'd agree, maybe the deepest team, one of the deepest teams in the NBA?
2: Yeah,
3: and, and and a deep team that really a lot of the younger players picked it up during the playoffs, like Tyler Hero, et cetera.
0: And if we know anything about LeBron, we know LeBron can take a game off now and again, even in the finals, and we know that the NBA, who, who are we to say there's any chicanery? But in the NBA, sometimes those refs seem to be calling – Blowing the whistle to the advantage of the league. And if it's 2-0 here, two blowouts, I mean, how much interest is there in Game 3? None. 1-1? Oh, my. Give me the heat. Best bet, plus 10.
2: All right, RJ. Best bet time in the NFL. And for that, we go to Tampa, where the Buccaneers are a seven-point favorite hosting the Chargers.
0: Double barrel, baby. Come on, baby. $80,000. <laughs> no, I'm not saying bet 80000 but I am taking... <laughs> the Chargers, Tom Brady is old. Here's the list of quarterbacks 43 or older, how many wins they have. Venni Verde, two, Tom Brady, two, and a list. That's it. So Brady wins this game. He'll be the all-time winningest quarterback 43 year older. Is he better than any 43-year-old at this point? Probably. But how good is he? Fez, what's his QBR? Number 26 in the league. There's 32 quarterbacks, right, at the start? Yes. Not good. Now, is that the truth? I don't know. I think so. And you might say, well, the Chargers aren't all that good. Well, the Chargers have outgained opponents in every game this year. They've outyarded opponents in every game. So it feels like to me... Uh, this line has been inflated up to seven because of last week. In fact, we know it's caused the last week. The look ahead line in this game was Tampa Bay four and a half. Is that what you have, Fez? Yes. Four and a half. What did you have? Five. No, four and a half. You better do some better research. So now, I mean, Mackenzie gave it to me and he probably gave it to you. So I don't know how that happened. (laughs) 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 The fact of the matter is that two and a half points was over what? Tampa Bay looking dominant against Denver. Okay. Except Denver was ravaged by injuries and not only unprepared. It happened during the game for the most part. A lot of them. Mm. And that's tougher to adjust to. And what happened with the Chargers? They were minus three in turnovers against Carolina. You just don't win games minus three. I mean, if you play the Jets, you can. Oh, yes. But otherwise, no. So yeah, do, am I down on the Chargers because they didn't get they didn't beat Carolina? A little bit, but two and a half points? No. So to me, that's the value. I don't think this Bucks team is all that great, and I certainly don't think they're supposed to be big favorites. Let me think, Faz. How many picks have you made? Six? Oh, look, seven. I bet you're going to fade me, right? <laughs>
3: no, I believe in, in RJ. We trust. I am on the Chargers as well. Another note on this game for Tom. Anti Tom Brady. Godwin will not play as number two wide receiver. Boy, what are you reading? The back of the USA Today? Oh, it just got reported today. No, it did it Godwin re- is out today. No, 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 no. And Miller, Miller the number three wide receiver, is going to be out as
0: well. Oh, well, there you, so you just read one more line on the USA Today? <laughs> Here's what we'll say, and we're made a new rule, uh, Jonas. He can I'm going to give three picks on Wednesday on my podcast, and he can't use those three. <laughs> I'm letting him. Ha- I'm here's the thing. I'm letting him have one total. So the trade-off is. But the theory is, it's like four of his picks are mine. I think that's going to be problematic. How are you feeling at that point? Confident. Really? Yes. What's your record so far? Five and nine. Man. And how many of those five wins do you think match my picks? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. By the way, we'll tweet this out Sunday morning. At RJ in Vegas, the five picks in the Super Contest Gold. That is $5,000 contest. We are now in fourth place. Winner take all. One and a half games back. That's impossible with all the losers I've given you. I, I didn't want to say it. We've had 10 straight winning weeks. Five picks. Sunday at RJ in Vegas.
2: If you missed any of today's show here on Straight Out of Vegas, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com for a full preview of the NFL this weekend and multiple best bets on the games this Sunday as well. We are back on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, three o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio, and as always, you can check out this show on the iHeart Radio app. Straight Out of Vegas.